Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Carolyn Jarvis is the Global News Chief Investigative Correspondent, and uh, Carolyn and her unit are, yesterday and today, uh, presenting a series on Global News about um, the vaccine hesitancy in uh, in this country, and uh, Global News, the new reality program, gauged that view uh, on a town hall. Carolyn, thank you very much for coming on the program. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. So, the, this, I mean, I try to do it. You do it much better than, than I can. But the story behind what you were doing and have discovered, uh, it, it really began with the televised town hall. Was there a prevailing opinion, or was it all over the place? Yeah, all over the place really was the answer. I mean, it depends what motivates people to reach out to us. But we put the call out for feedback, asking people if the vaccine becomes available, would you or would you take it? And I got to be honest, Roy, I mean, I thought that we might get a few dozen responses and I'd assemble a town hall and it'll be, <laughs> it'll be easy. Yeah, we had to shut down the, the reach out for response because we were inundated with people wanting to share their viewpoints, which we appreciated, but it was overwhelming we couldn't even believe it and then on our facebook page thousands and thousands and thousands of people responded in turn and they were very divided many of them said yes this is what our entire world is on hold waiting for a vaccine sign me up right away put me in the clinical trial even and then other people said whoa i don't want to be your guinea pig this is going way too fast we don't know about long-term side effects we've seen side effects to vaccines previously i'm gonna wait and that really was a lot of what we heard. And then there was a lot of undecided people. And we're not just talking about, yes, I like vaccines, or no, I'm a fringe anti-vaxxer, as we've been talking about in years past with, say, you know, outbreaks of measles and people who are reluctant to take traditional vaccines. This is an emerging new group of people, if you will. And these are people that have had all their traditional vaccines. But when it comes to this particular vaccine, they're hesitant. Why? I, mean, I try to find out that answer when I when I talk about it on the air, and I, I can never come away with even an approximating an answer as to why, because it seems to me like the, the, the parameters are constantly shifting. Well, there's a number of themes that emerged as trends um, when we looked through the responses that we received. I would say the biggest one that we saw from people in the mainstream was that they were concerned about speed, um, that the word rush came up a lot that were so hurried to create this vaccine. And when you look comparatively, you know, a traditional vaccine takes five to 10 years to be rolled out publicly. And this one may be rolled out in a year. You know, people are saying, how is it possible that the rigor that a typical vaccine would undergo is being applied here if it's being put out in a fraction of the time? How will, you can't shortchange time and the side effects that only may develop in the long term. And so we took those concerns to the, the upper echelons of, of Health Canada to its chief medical advisor, Dr. Spriya Sharma, uh, who said to me, no corners are being cut. We went to some of the biggest pharmaceutical companies in the world and sat down with you know, the GM of Sanofi Pasteur Canada, who said the exact same thing. Corners are not being cut. And we're in a position where they have pre-existing technology that they can insert the coronavirus into to hopefully get a vaccine that works that way. Um, they're doing what's called a rolling review of submission. So instead of waiting until all preclinical and three phases of clinical trials are completed. Health Canada is accepting data in from pharmaceutical companies as it becomes available. So there are a number of things that have been done to speed things up without shortchanging the scientific process. And they really wanted to underscore that 
that rigor and, and that level of detail and scrutiny will not be lost. But you can certainly understand why on the surface people would be hesitant. And listen, it's not without its merit. There has been on extraordinarily rare occasions, but there has been um, adverse reactions with vaccines before. And some people want to take their time and other people are saying, no, 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 I need this now because I need my life to return to normal. Yeah, there's there's no way to overstate the importance of this. Um, there's also debate within the medical community. You found that as well, didn't you? Well, we spoke to people. One of the people in our town hall uh, was a soon-to-be-retired physician, a psychiatrist, but an MD nonetheless. And, um, you know, she, she, she was one of the people who was 74, and she said, if I could be in a phase three trial, I would. She herself had lived through a pandemic and an epidemic previously. She's like, I got the real measles and the real mumps. I know what it's like to live in a time when you don't have vaccines. And that's a perspective that not a lot of people can can share with us or perhaps that we're listening to. Um, And she said, I had permanent lung damage because of the pandemic that I lived through in the 50s. And here we are in a position fortunate enough to have science at our hand. Why would we not embrace it? Yeah. Um, people on the other side are saying, well, just wait a minute. Like, that's, I heard a lot of that. Like, Let's just take a breath. Like, do we have to be so rushed? I heard parents said to me, you know what? I've kind of got used to the fact that I've got kids at home and I can now work from home. Hmm. Do I need to put their health at, at risk? And, and one of the biggest concerns I heard was from moms. And as a mom myself, you know, I have to be honest. I think of my kids as any parent would before I think of myself. And, and I think it's just safe to put in my kids' bodies. And what Health Canada said to me, and I don't think a lot of people know this, is that because only one pharmaceutical company, Pfizer, is doing trials on children, and that's only children 12 and older, it could be quite some time before this vaccine becomes available for kids. But when it becomes available, kids will not be anywhere close to the front of the line. It could be quite some time. So when they're worried about you know, it, it being put through the test of time, there will be more time when it comes to kids because... They're not there yet, not even close. What's the takeaway, Carolyn? What's the takeaway? The takeaway is that we have to listen. We spoke to Heidi Larson, who runs um, a research group called the Vaccine Confidence Project based out of the UK, and she spent 20 years traveling the world, talking to people who may be reluctant to take vaccines, immunizations. She said, you know, I traveled to Nigeria in the early 2000s, and a rumor spread amongst the community, and there was such a pickup of that rumor and, and the leaders didn't listen to it, and they didn't talk to people, and they didn't meet them where they were and hear their concerns and communicate the rigor that this, in this case, a polio vaccine had gone through, that polio spread, not just in within that small community, Nigeria, but around the world, as far as Indonesia, and it cost the global health community $500 million. Well, yeah. And the lesson from that was, is you need to listen now, you need to hear those concerns, and you need a rigorous communication strategy and we haven't seen that yet. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 